from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Chiefs. This is your episode for Tuesday, and we are going to be talking about the Jaguars uh, and their loss to the Patriots, a little bit more about Alex Smith. And is there anybody on the Jaguar staff that Kansas City may want to look at? Hey, make sure you're subscribed. Tell your friends to subscribe. We have so much to talk about. It's one of those things that I know we've been going all offseason. If you're new to us, uh, we, we're going to go all offseason again. Uh, just because the season's over doesn't mean that making this team better stops. And we're going to have all kinds of conversations about how to go about doing that, both free agency, the draft, trades like we're going to talk about today, I'm Ryan Tracy. You can find my written work over at ChiefsDigest.com as well as our site, LockedOnChiefs.com. Uh, and I am the founder of Rogue Analytics, which is going to come into play in draft season. And I am Chris Clark. I am the managing editor of LockedOnChiefs.com and a staff writer for Arrowhead Addict. And we have a huge guest for you tomorrow on tomorrow's show in Matt Miller from Bleacher Report. Now, I know most of you know who he is if you've ever seen uh, my timeline, <laughs> especially this time of year. But if you don't, if you're new to our show or you're new to the offseason in NFL in general, Matt is, along with Matt Williamson and John Ledger that are on the Locked On Network, and Eric Galco, Dane Brugler, Kyle Krabs, and Joe Marino, one of the big voices of third-party scouting for the media. Uh, not working for a team. Uh, there are some services out there like Eric Alco over at Optimum Scouting, who we're going to talk to this offseason as well. Um, but Matt works with the media for Bleacher Report and does a great job, knows the ins and outs of the college classes before we ever look at them. I'm pretty much on a, a GM schedule. Uh, I'm concerned about the NFL team until the NFL team has nothing left to be concerned about, and that's when I switch over and start looking at tape. Um, Matt's a scout. And his conversations and his take on things is is great because he looks at college guys every year, year in, year out, and can tell you what this class looks like from from the detail that you really need to have in order to make an informed opinion. Uh, and that's going to be really important. So uh, look forward to that. You guys are going to love it. Um, what we're going to talk about today, though, is these Jags. Uh, and, man, I... We've all seen it. I, I got a few of them. I know Miller got a, a bunch of them. Chris, you tell me, if Jacksonville has Alex Smith on Sunday night, do they win that football game? I would think it's a possibility whether or not they actually win. and It's hard to know. Um, you know, that goes back to, is that is it Alex Smith or is it the play calling? Uh, that goes back to that discussion. You know, is it him that's going more conservative or is it the play calling that went more conservative? And at this point, I'm not sure how to answer that one. I mean, there's always question marks, but man, when I look at the play call of those plays that were run against New England, I have to think that Alex Smith executes it better and is able to move the ball better. Um, maybe that it doesn't turn to win. Maybe they kick a field goal or, you know, they're trying to get a field goal and then they come up short just as much. I don't know, but I, I have to think that Alex Smith is a guy that the Jacksonville front office uh, and coaching staff look at as a guy that probably would have given the enough advantage to win that game. Well, and I certainly think that there's credence to that. I think that he has a higher skill set than Blake Bortles does. Um, 
it, it just comes down to decision making. So you would think that he would have put them in a better position to win that game. Uh, but, you know, the question really becomes is, is that something that Jacksonville is willing to change in the offseason? Because, you know, you have a guy in Alex Smith who's going to be avail- available for trade, and you have a team in Jacksonville that was just a little bit short at that position, uh, more than likely, of going to the Super Bowl, which is a huge turnaround for that franchise. Yeah, right. I mean, how far they've come in just the last few years. A lot of up and down in that franchise for a, a long time. Uh, in fact, I think that's why Drew Blitzo was there because they, they beat them in the AFC Championship like the year they were invented. Uh, and it's been kind of a rough road since. But you look at what they're able to do on the ground. You look what they're able to defend. I mean, they have built a, a nasty defense. Um, in fact, we're going to talk about that here a little bit later too. But I think that they're, like we said yesterday, they're in a position to take that next step forward. And that next step forward, in my opinion, has to be a quarterback. Um, they probably need pass catchers too, but the quarterback's really the thing. And um, I, I still feel like Arizona is a good team for Alex Smith to be a trade partner towards. Um, they were interested in him when the Chiefs acquired him. Um, obviously, things have happened in that franchise since then, but I think Jacksonville's got to be right up there as well with, with the Clevelands and the Arizonas. Well, and then, you know, you can make an argument. Buffalo's in there. Denver's in there. Um, you know, maybe even possibly the Washington Redskins, depending on what happens with Kirk Cousins. And I'm glad you bring that up. I mean, that's really – he's the first domino. Uh, we've said it before, and I still think that it's true. In this in this potential class of uh, NFL experienced quarterbacks moving around the league to new teams, uh, once Kirk Cousins is decided – I think Alex Smith is the best available guy. And I think that fact that there's not two or three guys, that there's just one guy that's going to be coveted over him, I think that gives the Chiefs a, a unique scenario at looking at moving him to another team. And I think we've talked about the Cleveland connection. Uh, we've talked about uh, the Arizona thing a little bit. Now that this Jags thing – it's been around on Twitter for a while, but now I think it's it's actually starting to make sense to people that make decisions in the league. And I wonder if if they're that set for how they feel about their defense, how they feel about uh, some of their skill positions. Obviously, they have the running game. Uh, it makes me think that while their draft picks are not going to be high, because obviously they finished uh, above the Kansas City Chiefs, um, th- they're going to be an opportunity, uh, maybe move back into the tail end uh, of the second round or the third, or, or I'm sorry, into the first round with, with a second or something like that. Um, the Chiefs have the second to move. They can do some maneuvering there. I think Jacksonville might be wise uh, to pick up other picks and try to get those couple of things because at whatever they're going to be, 30-ish, uh, that quarterback's not going to be a, a guy that's going to do the job for you. No, probably not. Now, one thing that we should mention when we talk about Cousins and the way uh, that situation is going to play out is Alex Smith comes to you with a known price tag. Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to imagine what his price tag is going to be because um, I think he's probably going to be looking at more money than Matt Stafford. Yeah, I mean, that's the way this league goes. A guy that's been successful, has been coveted this long, uh, especially when a team has franchised him, that's almost, not to mention it, it it lets the team put their stamp on a player. It also puts a reputation stamp on a player that he's worth that kind of money. 
well, uh, so, that they're willing to make that kind of investment. So you're looking at them spending. You're looking at whatever team acquires Cousins, spending at least twenty five million a year, more than likely on him. Uh, and you know, yeah, you won't have to give up draft picks, but that's eight more. It's eight million more than Alex Smith. Um, I personally don't think he's eight million. I, I don't think he's a better QB for that price, but. Uh, that's my personal opinion. I've never thought Cousins was great. I think he's good, but not great. Um, but, you know, you're right when you say it's really going to drive Alex Smith's market once that domino falls. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, right now, I would be I would be on the horn to the leadership in Jacksonville because uh, especially right now, while, while feelings are a little bit hot, you know, there, there are folks that feel like they're so close. If they feel that it's the quarterback as well, uh, this is this a point to make contact, uh, to, to reach out and say, listen, we need to work on this. It can benefit us both. Uh, David Caldwell's their GM and uh, an experienced guy. Uh, I think it's, it's interesting. Uh, he's, he's a little bit younger and aggressive, but he, he's been in the league for a while. Here's the, di- uh, here's the difference, though, and the thing that I'm not sure – happens you talk about how Kirk Cousins is the first domino to fall well if what we think happens and Washington doesn't tag him and they don't get him signed to a new deal he's going to be free agent so that means the Alex Smith trade won't happen until after free agency happens I have a hard time believing that I almost think that that's going to happen before the Kirk Cousins thing does maybe uh, it would certainly be better for the team that way um, but I'm man, I'm just not sure. I just don't know how it could fold. I, I, I don't know that teams, I mean, yeah, there are teams that probably like Jacksonville that are never going to be in the running for Kirk Cousins. He, he doesn't want to play there. So maybe that is something, like you said, that can, can help spur the transaction along, uh, with that being out there in the world that they know they're not going to improve in that direction. Um, I hope that it does because honestly, the sooner the better for the team. Well, yeah. And the sooner the better for uh, the guy that's going to be taken over as well. And Pat Mahomes. Um, I mean, you would have to think that he's of the opinion or that he knows at this point that more than likely he's the starter next year, but any more extra time that you can get him that he knows he's going to be the starter, I think is invaluable. Um, Personally, yeah, I mean, it, it it changes the way you approach your preparations for OTAs. Uh, I think that's important. Um, I, I I'm very interested to see. You hear about quarterbacks running their own kind of practices and working with their pass catchers in the off season, uh, and I'm very very interested to see. You know, who is Tyree Kill working out with? Who is Chris Conley going to work out with? Once he's cleared, uh, it's that's going to be very telling. And the Chiefs have to keep this this air of, well, maybe we'll keep Alex because he's played so well this season, uh, you know, in, in order to keep his value from falling. So uh, it's going to be a, a little uh, smoke and mirrors here for a bit. Yep. And uh, I will say it's kind of nice to be on the other side of it, though. Right. How many years have we been on the one side of it of thinking that we were going to be going out and trading for the guy as opposed to not being that on that side of it? It's and it's it's really unique because it's all come together so um, rarely in, in a situation where you have a quarterback who the writing is on the wall for and is able to go out uh, 
and not only make the playoffs, but have a career year doing it, uh, as well as being in a, a year where there's not many free agent quarterbacks that are more valuable. Uh, it, it's really all coming together, both for Alex Smith, as, but in particular for the team. They really couldn't have asked for this to go much better other than making a Super Bowl. Yep. And honestly, his value is not going to ever be any higher. So this is a great time for them to be able to deal him if they can. Yeah. And, you know, I, I wish you could trade for coaches. Um, the Gruden days are over. Um, but Jacksonville has a staff um, that has done a lot with their defense in particular. So it makes me want to look at them. And when I look up and down their roster, uh, they have some guys with a lot of experience, uh, like a Perry uh, Full. I would not hire him. Perry Fuels had his time as a DC. He's their secondary coach. Um, I, I don't see his giant teams as anything that you really want to emulate. So I would probably pass on him. But the guy that everybody was talking about and getting uh, you know chances at, at a head coaching job is Todd Wash. And I think there's an opportunity there that if he's really looking at that but wants to get – I don't know that you're going to learn to be a head coach from Doug Marone. Maybe I'm wrong, but my my inkling is I don't think that that's what guys working for him feel like. But after watching Doug Peterson and his success, after watching Nagy, I would think that if the Chiefs were really interested in somebody like Todd Wash to, to, to revamp the defense, uh, you could give him an assistant head coach title and would be something that he'd probably be interested in. Well, and I, whether or not you have to actually give him the title of assistant head coach, I'm not sure, just because I don't know that that is really what's going to sell the position. Um, maybe it is. Um, but Kansas City has to be willing to make that move, and right now, unfortunately, it looks like they're going to be keeping uh, our buddy Bob Sutton. Oh, Bob. Well, and that's why I bring this up. It's, you know, it's a total long shot scenario, but it's a, it's a guy to watch, you know, and I think they'd have to get permission. And I think part of the, of the move at that point is so that there, it, it can be a promotion of some kind. Asking him to, to move uh, laterally from DC to DC is, isn't something that I think the league would allow uh, in terms of negotiations. So, um, you know, there are guys out there. I mean, Rexy's still out there. I'm just saying, folks. Uh, you, you want, you want to all, all aggressive, <laughs> no holds barred defense. That's probably going to get burned. It's fair share. Rex is your guy. Um, but, but Todd Wash is another guy that I think if he's not a head coach soon, if he's not a head coach now, which it doesn't appear that he's going to get that action, uh, he probably will be soon. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to hold out hope until we have a decision on, on Bob Sutton and I'm going to keep bringing up topics that might work out. Keep praying. <laughs> it's about all you can do right now. Unfortunately. Well, and, and here's the list, and, and this is the thing about Todd Walsh. It's why he, he's a head coaching candidate as well. He's worked for Gus Bradley, Pete Carroll, John Gruden. Uh, he's got ties both with Marone, obviously, uh, and Raheem Morris, uh, guys that have, have had success in this league, and I think, I think he's a guy that's just biding his time. So you'd like to see the Chiefs get someone um, that can be more uh, of a balance to Andy Reid in terms of how good they are. Andy's obviously great. Um, has he ever really had, uh, definitely not in Kansas City, uh, really not since Jim Johnson really, has he had a, a defensive coordinator that's on par with his uh, acuity on the offensive side? Well, and I'm okay if they were to go and make that move. The question becomes, though, is that really a move that is going to be beneficial for them long term? Because Honestly, uh, granted, I would not like to see Bob Sutton back next year or in the future, but um, bringing Todd Wash in this year, if he's able to 
if he's able to be a good defensive coordinator and really turn this defense around, if he's that close to being a head coach, he's probably going to be gone next year. That's true. I don't. I agree with you. It would not be a long term solution. But I, I look at this staff and outside of Al Harris, who I don't think is anywhere near ready to be a DC. I, I don't see anybody that's up and coming that if they wanted to stay internal next season or the season after, they could they could make that move and promote. Um, so that's that's really what I'm thinking in long term. Not only Bob, but who's his successor if they're you're going to try to keep it inside the building? Uh, and I don't see that the building has the staff to do that right now. So. Oh, I guess we're going to find out. But if they do, uh, if they do make a move, it should be fairly interesting. I, I'd like to see someone else be more aggressive with this defense. You and me both, but we've been calling about that, calling for that for quite some time. Yeah, that's the way it goes. But folks, as soon as we know, we'll let you know, and we'll definitely have a reaction to it one way or the other. Um, like we said, tomorrow, uh, great show coming for you. Uh, Matt Miller is going to light it up for you, and I'm really excited. He is down in Mobile, so make sure that you're getting ready for uh, this offseason. Uh, the Senior Bowl is next weekend. Uh, you're going to see a lot of players there that are going to be in contention for Chiefs draft picks, even though they are uh, you know, not picking in the first round currently, uh, as well as they, they have a couple of picks the second day. So I think those are the two picks in particular. that You're going to see somebody that's going to be at the Senior Bowl that the Chiefs are going to be thinking about. So. Uh, I hope you guys are prepared to watch that. I'll definitely be watching it and have some uh, some insight for you. So, Chris, anything that that you think, yay or nay, thumbs up or down, uh, is this Alex Smith to Jacksonville thing a reality that, that could happen or no? I think it's a possibility. I don't know that it's going to happen. Um, but I would say it's probably maybe a 30% chance. Okay. I think that's legit. Things can can always happen at that range. So I happen to agree with you. So, folks, that's where we stand on Alex Smith and the Jaguars today. Thank you for listening. Make sure you hit that that one tomorrow uh, with Matt, as well as we'll have Seth next week. And we have another surprise for you come probably the week after. So thanks for your time, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review and reach out to us on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.